12 to 1 every weekday during Rugby World Cup 2023. This is the Rugby World Cup Headline Hour on Afternoons with Staffy. Twelve oh five, and uh, let's get on with it. Well, the All Blacks team has been named for the semi-final against Argentina at Stade de France, and here's what Ian Foster has initially said about those selections. Uh, for us, um, we've basically effectively trusted the combinations we had had last week. Having Sam start, bring a little bit of extra energy into that pack early. We've got Brody coming off the bench. Um, Samasonian for Colsey is a very similar story. Marks proven himself for us this tournament and we believe it's right to put him in so get the changes to a minimum but I think they're, they're important and, and I suppose Sam the most important thing out of all of this so when you read about Tilly having stood down for disciplinary reasons you know they've said he's done his time well, it sounds pretty pretty minor to say the least but hard on older Leicester but uh I, I like it. And you know, this is me talking rugby now. I actually quite like the look of this this all black team going forward, don't you? I mean I'm not gonna play I'm not gonna jump on the bandwagon at all, but after watching that quarter final against Ireland last is it la, it was last Sunday on Sunday morning, I was staggered and you know, I'm gonna throw out the oldest cliche in the world. Defence wins championships, defence wins title, and their defence was stunning. Well, 37 phases towards the end, which I think is the most uh, in Rugby World Cup history for an attacking team. So, yeah, it's um, we're going to hear very, very shortly some interesting, um, I guess, questions on how you back that up as an All Blacks player. How do you back up the emotion, the intensity, etc.? Because uh, you operate at such a high level for 80 minutes. Can you do it twice in a row? Can I just say one thing, who my player of the of the All Blacks, my favourite All Black player is? Because I think his the difference that he makes on the field uh, sometimes goes unnoticed, but doesn't. If you if that makes any sense whatsoever. Sure. Brody Retallick. Mm-hmm. He's my man. Sure. He's my man. It's a good man. You're offering me nothing. It's a great man. One. Anyway, I did mention Bowden Barrett. Uh, he has also talked about uh, the the semi final coming up and and how good it is to be involved in a Rugby World Cup semi final. Oh look, we as young youngsters playing in the backyard would. We only dreamed of being here. Um, it was that's one thing to play together in the black jersey. Um, we're yet to do it in the coastal jersey. That's a dream as well. Um, that'll be a proud moment for our family. But I'm pinching myself um, whenever we get the opportunity. And moments like what we got in the previous game were why we do it. It means so much to us. And um, yeah, it's special to be named once again this weekend and, and get the opportunity. So this time Mum will be in the stand. She's made the commitment to come over, so that's pretty cool. Moments maketh the team. Moments maketh the R as far as I'm concerned. I've got to say, Bowden Barrett, and I know he, he's come under sort of a lot of criticism and where do you play him and what do you do with him, but, man, there were just those subtle moments in that quarter five that just took my breath away and went, I actually didn't think the... Irish expected the All Blacks to be as, dare I say, as creative as they were. I mean, am I missing the boat here? Well, one thing that I've been talking to um, Steph a bit about, mm-hmm. and I raised the would you rather with him the other day, where I said, would you, would you be okay with uh, the All Blacks losing every single game in a four-year cycle but winning the Rugby World Cup? Would you be okay with that? 
so basically they lose everything but they win the Rugby World mm-hmm. Cup or and then if you couldn't answer that question would you would you be okay with what we've just had over and over again so four years of up and down and inconsistency and all over the place and loser, losses and everything but when it comes to World Cups you do okay and it's quite interesting because Bowden Barrett's a good uh, metaphor for that and the fact that he has been playing pretty poorly probably the last 18 months in the All Black jersey but he's been fantastic specifically the last few games for the All Blacks he's been absolutely fantastic but you know, is that, I don't know, without being really, really cynical and critical, is that a good thing that you sort of don't see the best out of these players in between, but when it comes to a World Cup, they step up and they yeah. win? Because if you, if, I, if I'm an Ireland fan, I've absolutely loved the last four years. You've, you've gone on Completely. winning streaks, you've had an amazing time, but you're in a position here where you've, you're knocked out at a quarterfinal stage of a Rugby World Cup. It's funny, the, isn't it, the contrast of the two I think and we, what you would rather? Oh, well, I think we make too much of the World Cup for Correct. a start. Totally. I would rather see international rugby played like I saw those two quarterfinals the weekend. I'd like to see that happen every time the best international teams go out and play because that brings me brings me back to watching rugby because I think it's an outstanding class of rugby that we are seeing mm. when you see what we saw in those quarterfinals. And yeah. th- for me, the World Cup is just, you know, it's, it's another... We can get cynical because we are in sport and we talk about World Cups all the time. World Cup after this, World Championship, World Cup, World Championship, right? So I don't, I don't sort of put, go and say, yeah, we've got to win the World Cup. Winning the World Cup is a byproduct of process. Of really good process. I can't believe I said that. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Um, the, the, <laughs> well, it is right. You get your process. This, we keep getting told this, and I've seen it at a different level in an individual sport. And now it, it makes even after all my years in sport, it makes so much sense now. Yeah, but without rehashing you know, arguments yeah. that we made constantly here, it's like um, this is what the All Blacks and New Zealand rugby have made us think about rugby in New Zealand that it only that the World Cup's the only thing that matters. So this process that you're talking about is is gutting the domestic game, NPC, Super Rugby, etc., rest yes. and rotation, and to an extent. All Blacks test matches that don't mean as much where we play B teams and we rotate and we don't play the same squad but it's all in the name of winning a Rugby World Cup now if that's what you want to pour all your eggs into one basket on that's the decision you make and I've said to people people say oh, if we make a World Cup final that, that's, a, that's a pass mark for Fozzie and the boys for given where they've come from BS to me. If you lose a Rugby World Cup at any stage, if you lose the final, it's a complete and utter failure for what you've turned the game into to get there. You're putting all your eggs in one basket, you better damn well make sure that that basket is, has the golden egg. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're giving that context, right? Because if, if you get to the big dance and you don't win it, uh, for instance, if you like the Brisbane Broncos have had an outstanding season and, and just... We're off their game and, and we're beaten by the better team. We still have to come back to the old cliches. It's just sport. It is sport, wow. but it's, it's now it's, it's now business. It's, yep. And and from and if we are segmenting off the the New Zealand Rugby Union, then you are looking at a, 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 an organisation that would appear to have given the the finger to Heartland Rugby, domestic rugby, and I think that's a shame because I, as you know, I've said this before. I'm a great believer that to make great All Black teams, you have to have a strong domestic competition, mm. and not just tag that it's Super Rugby is the only thing. Like but, the NPC finals this weekend, man. Yeah, it's we're, um, it, look, that's, we're going down a rabbit hole here, but um, sorry. Go, just go. Going back to Bowden Barrett, so um, look, I'm, I'm in sort of in Mark Watson's camp here as well, and the fact of like all those people who are coming at. I haven't really been that critical of Bowden Barrett, but people that are going at people that were critical at Bowden Barrett, being like, oh, you have no idea. Look what it, he's class, you know. Look what, what were you talking about? My thing is like, we we go off what we see 
almost on a week-to-week basis. And like I just said, Bowden Barrett has not been at his yeah. best over the last 80 months. And look, if you were one of those people out there who predicted that he'd be amazing at the World Cup, by all means, please pick my lotto numbers this weekend. Please, <laughs> I'll give you my TAB account and you can win me millions because clearly you can predict everything that happens in sport. <laughs> anyway, we should get the, back the, to The it. fact of the matter is, those two quarterfinals highlighted that rugby played at the highest level. With the two best teams on pre- the park. Is a pretty, okay, all right, is a pretty good watch. It's 12 13 this is the Rugby World Cup headline now that's just gone down a, a little bit of a wee hole. Uh, Aaron Smith uh, was asked at the press conference, uh, what lessons can you use from the 2019 semi-final and what didn't go right? Yeah, I think in, this, in the sense of um, just remembering um, the pain of it probably as a, as a big driver, especially for a few of us boys that were there. Um, that feeling and probably helped us reset after, you know, quarter was quite an emotional and everything on the line week last week. And I think that's been the big lesson for us is um, taking the positives, um, acknowledging the step we took and how much that cost, uh, body, physically, emotionally, mentally, and then rebuilding and finding that edge for what is another huge game for us and an opportunity for us to push forward in this comp, which is our ultimate dream. Got to admire Aaron Smith. He felt like he was reading that. One of his media people had given that to read. But I do understand at the high performance level, uh, if you lose something that is really, really important to you, you do want another crack to try and set for your own personal perspective, not for everybody else, but your own personal perspective, try and put those... uh, wrongs and put him into a right boat and Barrett was then asked that he thought his brother Geordie was always a natural midfielder and is that really where he wants to be? I think it is uh, throughout secondary school playing for Francis Douglas in the first 15 he preferred playing in the midfield and then went down to Lincoln uh, he and Jack Goodhue teamed up and um, it was always his preferred position being in the midfield just being able to he likes the combat, the, the physicality, um, and I guess through his skill set, his height, uh, he found his place at fullback for a while. Um, I think he's one of the few players who have played every almost every position in the back line, uh, apart from halfback. But um, yeah, I've been impressed with his physicality, obviously his skills to um, pass and kick um, with great distance. Um, He's, yeah, he's come a long way, and I think he's found his place, his, his position at international rugby. Don't you just want him to say something a little less a less formal about his brother, you know? Just say, yeah, he's great, love playing with him. But the one thing that there was the follow-up question was an interesting one to Bowden Barrett at this press conference because so much emotion was used up in that match, knowing that, you know, what would happen, you know, the criticism would arrive uh, if they hadn't made uh, the semi semi-final. And uh, Bowden was asked, you know, what have they done to try and just, you know, take the fizz out of that whole quarter-final win and just calm all that emotion? We know we've got to be better again this weekend. Um, simply the emotions, the intensity, it's all on the line this weekend. Um, it's our final once again. It's how we treated last last week's game. And we know that from previous lessons, that intensity needs to be matched, if not increased, from the previous week when it comes to knockout rugby. So um, we're well aware of the great supporters the RGs have and uh, the school board and all of that, if they, if you give them a good sniff early on, they, they thrive off that and they they can smell blood. But um, 
yeah, we're up for the challenge. Whatever comes our way, we'll be we'll be ready. You bet they'll be up for the challenge. That'd be a cracker. They what they whopped them forty on in Mendoza uh, last year, and then they lost the year before, if I'm correct. Is that right, Sammy? We we lost in Christchurch. Did yeah, and we we lost in in, in Hamilton. Was it Hamilton or Christchurch? We lost. Christchurch, yeah, but us in Christchurch. But ah, it just, just adds to the narrative coming into the semi-final, doesn't it? Uh, Aaron Smith was asked after having a few days to reflect on the Irish result, uh, how do you look back on it? And would you put that as one of your best career wins? Um, yeah. Oh, I, as I said on uh, Saturday night, that was the proudest all-black performance I'd been a part of. Um, the build-up the emotion and, and the game, the spectacle itself. And felt like that game went for about two days and that second half felt like forever. And But it was so much fun and intensity and just two teams not giving up. And and our boys to really stay in it, um, really control that last 10 minutes was the most proud point. And then to defend 37 phases, stay on side, not give away a penalty, not give them another opportunity. And um, for one of our senior players to nail the last moment was pretty special. And um, then you look at the other quarterfinal, what a game as well. So um, that's the beauty of this World Cup. It's been a spectacle the whole way. The French public, the French stadiums, the weather. Uh, as a player, you can't... Um, you appreciate so much about what's gone into this tournament and to be still a part of it is just such a blessing. And as players, it's your opportunity to make sure you prepare and give it absolutely everything each day to when you get a chance to play. And we're lucky enough to have another opportunity this weekend and we want to be better than we were last week. You know, Sam, you know how I knew the All Blacks were going to win? And this just sounds really odds, but I saw one grab of Aaron Smith talking to Jeff Wilson on the telly, and he was. I looked at his eyes, and he was asked the question, you know, how are you guys looking at this? And he just simply said one, one line, he said, we're ready. And the look in his eyes said to me that they were damn well ready. But are they going to get a lot of kicking in the semi-final? This is what Bowden Barrett thinks. Yeah, we were early on in the competition um, quite surprised with everyone's long kicking game. Um, with the warmer conditions, the ball was certainly travelling a lot more. So uh, we'll still see a fair bit of long kicking, but um, with the conditions now, the weather's a bit cooler. Uh, it's raining. There might be a few more balls going up, um, contestables, balls along the ground. So it's all about finding that space. It's um, yeah, having a repertoire with many options of getting the ball there. Multiple players who can also kick is, is very important for how we play. You know, the way I'm watching them play, I don't, I don't know about kicking, eh? I love them putting the ball on hand, just getting on with the little chips behind the line. Ah, loving it. Uh, both players were then asked about skipper Sam Kane, what he's brought to the group as a leader over the past few years when times have been tough. I've been... Uh, very complimentary of my words towards our skip um, recently. Um, a lot of you don't see or hear what he says to us in huddles and meetings. Um, he's a lady you really want to follow because of the way he puts his body on, on the line. 
uh, the way he defends, tackles, he's fully committed. So, um, yeah, he's he's inspiring to us when he when he does those efforts, um, those actions on the field. Yeah, totally agree with Bodie, but um, I just love the way he in our huddles and stuff. He's he smiles in the big moments when it when it's getting tough. He, as a leader, he just puts it out there about what's going on and what we need to do next. And um, yeah, his Monday to Friday stuff with our leaders and and pushing us and probing the right question, and then you know his preparation um, is is wordless. He just shows through his actions, through his always on time, there first. Um, yeah, he shows up every day wanting to be better and. Um, as a player and as a guy who's played with him a long time, you get inspired by that. And then when you see him do what he did on the weekend, uh, that's pretty, yeah, we're just all following him. And as, as us um, leaders, it's our job to help support him as best as we can as well. And, um, but yeah, he's an inspiring man. Well, that says it all, right? We should we shouldn't be have our own criticisms of Sam Kane as a leader. We inherit from those that he is leading. Simple as that. Actually, Steve on the Temper Bear Post text line just texted in. Actually, rugby played at any level. If the attitude, discipline, and skill levels adhered to, it's an amazing game. Exactly what we're talking about. Don't forget, All Blacks Argentina semi final live on SENZ Saturday morning. That's right, this Saturday morning from the Stade de France at 8 a.m. Commentary with the hardest working, one of the hardest working radio broadcasters around, and Danny McCarty, and of course, Christian Cullen. Stick around, coming shortly. Former Springboks captain John Smith and Victor McPhil. Big old Victor, the former Springbok lock, talking about uh, their challenge against England in the second semi-final. Helping you tune out your annoying workmate. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. to one every weekday during Rugby World Cup 2023. This is the Rugby World Cup Headline Hour on Afternoons with Staffy. 12.28 with Stephen McIver in today and tomorrow. The second semi-final is a Sunday morning at 8am here on SCNZ between the Springboks and England of all teams who've had a pretty soft run into the semi-finals. Uh, John Smith, the former Springboks captain, and Victor Matfield, the former lock, were asked about the challenge of England and what worries them most? Just their style. Yeah, of course they don't make a lot of mistakes. And I mean, Bothwick, a lot of those guys played for Saracen and John has been there. They've won a lot of trophies at Saracens with the same type of game plan. Mm. And it felt for me, now after Eddie Jones left, they just went back to exactly what Saracens do. When they're in the half, they kick that high ball, exactly they, they trap do. them, yeah. they try and force you into mistakes, they take the three points. I mean, the Japan game for me was almost like they showed what they're about. Yeah. And it's a difficult thing. I thought actually they were better when four to a ten. He really yeah. played well. He controlled things. Um, but this weekend, um, captain came through. Farrell. Farrell came through. Yeah. Um, and they're going to be a difficult, difficult team. They're the one team that plays a very conservative type of game. They yeah. play in the right areas. They play territory. They don't take any chances. Taking the three points, getting a little bit ahead, waiting for the oppositions to make mistakes. And that's a difficult 
game to play against, especially for us that likes playing off turnovers. That will really oh. be the key to this weekend is around how we get get more territory. <clears throat> we, we just, we got, I think mm. we lost the territory game. We had less than 40% mm. territory. And the thing that worries me about that is if we can't get out of our half, if we don't exit well enough, you know, are we going to see a, 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 a Farrell or a Ford mm. trying to hit four or five drop goals and pull a, a Yanni de, de on us as well. Yeah. So there's a there's a, there's a lot mm. that they can do to manufacture when in a playoff game. And I th- and, and, and I and I think Victor's hit the nail on the head. We we can play a conservative game mm. and, and a physical game, but we also have shown some tendency. We look at our yeah. backline to attack, and we I think that's where we do have one up on them. I mm. don't think they've got that attacking game. Yeah. That ball's never going to go past Tulagi, or very seldom is it going to yeah. go past Tulagi. So we got to we got to prepare for them trying to ambush us from a territory point of view and just getting that scoreboard to take over. Yeah, can't see that happening. Picking South Africa on that one. It's half past twelve. Uh... News just a minute, and then uh, Big Bad Brad Lewis and uh, Sam. Hey, shush, I didn't say hello to you yet. Uh, We'll have a little bit of a panel heading towards one.